listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, I greet you the, the greeting of St. Francis. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. My goodness, it is so beautiful to see all of you. Wow. Praise God. Maybe we should be building a bigger church. What do you think? Is it in the budget, Dorothy? Do we have? <laughs> all right. Um, it really is great. And I also, I just want to honor those of you who brought your little children here. Um, they are most welcome. So a church with no children is a church with no future, right? <laughs> so we're very happy to see you all. Um, and I have a microphone, so I can just get louder and louder if I need to, okay? <laughs> but welcome. Um, so, lo siento porque hablo español un poquito. So, I wish I spoke Spanish better. Lo siento, I'm sorry. But uh, you are welcome as well. Bienvenidos a todos. Bienvenidos. Um, so, brothers and sisters, here's something interesting. It's the second Sunday in what we call ordinary time. Tiempo ordinario. Is that correct? Yeah, okay. Ordinary time. And you know, when you're supposed to be preaching to God's people, it's so good during like Advent, Christmas, Lent, Easter, you know, because there's themes. The seasons of the church have all these themes. And uh, the whole thing is, is just wonderful. And then we hit ordinary time, and it's like, well, what's the theme now? You know, there's, there's none of those special themes. So it's like, oh, what, what, do, we, what do we talk about here? Um, So a little word about that, about the spirituality of ordinary time. At the time of Jesus, there was something in the culture. The people had a great expectation. They, They were excited that God was about to do something very special. There was a what they call an expectation that the Messiah the Christ, the Savior, would be arriving at any moment. And there were a couple of other people who showed up claiming to be the Messiah. Um, so there was something in the culture of the time, a great excitement. And of course, finally, the Lord did come. That's what we just celebrated at Christmas a few weeks ago. The Lord finally came. But you know, it's interesting, when Jesus ascended back to heaven, and then on Pentecost, when he sent the Holy Spirit on the church, And he told us that he would come again. The end of time, and we don't know the date, he will come again at the end of time. And for 2,000 years, there's been this interesting thing that's been happening where in different times and places, people had an idea, I wonder if we're living in the end times. And even recently, I've had people ask me that as a priest. Do you think we're living in the end times? You know, a sense that our time is special that God is about to do something really powerful, that the the Holy Spirit is going to move very powerfully. And you know, throughout history, there's been times when people thought that. So I love history, I love theology, and it's been so interesting to me, uh, as you learn that there were times, and there are other religions, that their whole religion is based off of the idea that the end times are here, and uh, it's about to be over. Now, whether that means aliens are going to show up and eat all of us, or, well, that makes for a good movie, right? But uh, so there's been these times. So 1917, when it was World War I, and the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to the three shepherd children in Fatima, people thought this might be it. 
You know, Blessed Mother told the children, if people don't repent, there'll be a worse war that will come. And of course, we know that's what happened, right? World War II, it was horrible. And on that last apparition in October, Mother Mary had promised there would be a great miracle so that people would know that this was not a hoax, that it was real, and we should pay attention to what she was telling us. And so in October, there were 90,000 people It had been raining for days. It was wet. It was muddy. And when the Blessed Mother appeared to the children, the great miracle of the sun, they could see the sun without hurting their eyes. And they saw the sun dancing and spinning around, which we have in this picture right here, the great miracle of the sun. And some people thought it was the end of the world. They fell to their knees and they started confessing their sins out loud in front of everybody. Can you imagine? (laughs) You have to be pretty scared to do that, right? They thought the world was going to end. And uh, in different times, I remember when I was in college and the United States invaded Kuwait and Iraq. Remember that? People thought it was going to be the end of the world. There were books that came out. They said, okay, the biblical prophecies are being fulfilled and it's, it's, almost, uh, it's almost all over. And there was all this kind of like idea in the culture. And then um, in 1988, there were thousands of people that sold everything and they went over to the Valley of Armageddon in Israel because they thought the world was going to end because this, the new state of Israel was established in 1947 and 40 years from there was a biblical generation. It was this whole thing. Anybody remember the year 2000? We thought, well, if the world isn't ending, at least the computers are going to die, right? <laughs> you know, remember? So there, but there's been this thing. And um, in, even in New York, sometimes there's these messianic Jewish uh, rabbis that go around in these big trucks, and there's some rabbi so-and-so who's the Messiah, and the whole world is about to end, and there's other groups. New York City tends to be one of those places where people like to go to preach, the end is near. And um, so are we living in the end times? The answer is Yes. The Bible teaches that when Jesus came, that began the end times. When Jesus came, he sent the Holy Spirit on the church at Pentecost. That began the end times. We have been in the end times for 2,000 years. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what the church teaches. So, yes, we are in the end times. Um, But does that mean Jesus is going to come back today? Maybe. Maybe he will come back and he told us he would come back, but he didn't tell us when, why would he do that? And it's very simple brothers and sisters, because we are supposed to live each day as if it's our last each day. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know what will happen later. If we did, we would probably bet money on the giants, right? (laughs) Okay. That's American football joke. Okay. Um, But the Lord invites us, and and this message is very clear. It's like every day is a gift. This is the day of the Lord. Let us rejoice and be glad. We we have today. And that is a great theme for ordinary time. Ordinary time is so amazing. Um, It's kind of like if you can imagine people who are farmers. Any farmers here today? I know some of our neighbors are farmers. It's the daily grind, right? When you're farming, you have to have patience. Nothing happens quickly, and you just you, you plow, you plant, you work the farm. The sun goes up, the sun goes down, the rains come, and then finally the harvest, right? There's this thing. Or for those of you who have children, 
There are big moments in the life of a child, right? There's birth. <laughs> there's baptism. There's first penance, first holy communion. There's quinceañera for some cultures. There's, you know, and uh, just recently I did my niece's wedding. That was a big moment. There's big, exciting, beautiful moments in the life of a person. But usually it's just the day-to-day. The day-to-day, whether it be going to school, whether it be going to work, what, what some people call the grind, right? The grind. Ordinary time is about the grind, the daily grind. And it's so good, actually. It's so good. Um, when I pray the rosary, I have bonus mysteries that I like to pray. You know, I mean, the rosary is so wonderful. And at Fatima, Mother Mary asked us, pray the rosary every day. So every day you pray the rosary, you're, you're, you're in touch with the, the life and teachings of our Savior Jesus and his mother Mary. And one of my favorite bonus mysteries I call the sixth joyful mystery. Okay, extra innings, okay, overtime. And the, for me, the sixth joyful mystery is the hidden years of Nazareth. Jesus is 12 at the temple. They couldn't find him for three days. They finally found him. And then the Bible tells us he went back home to Nazareth with Mother Mary and St. Joseph, his foster father. And there are no more details. Do you know why? Because Jesus lived an ordinary life until his public ministry. It was the daily grind. It was being a carpenter. It was, you know, cooking, cleaning, the prayers of the Jewish people. It was just the daily grind. It was the ordinary time. And Jesus, as the Savior, he sanctified that. He only had three years of public ministry when he was preaching and doing miracles, and then he died and rose again. But all of those years, all of those stages of life, from infancy to childhood to adolescence to young adult to not-so-young adult, (laughs) Jesus sanctified the ordinary life, daily life. And what is it about It is about the stuff of following Jesus. It's about living lives of love. It's about growing in grace. It's about cooperating with the coming of his kingdom. That's what it's about. Living lives of love, growing in grace, cooperating with the coming of his kingdom. It's the stuff of our daily life. Give us this day our daily bread. What we need to get through today. Um, The ups and the downs. It's not always big and wild and dramatic. Sometimes it will be, but um, and we welcome those, right? I've been praying that the Lord would unleash more healings and miracles here at the shrine. It's happening. I'm meeting people that are experiencing extraordinary things here. We're asking for more of that, but also just the grace of the daily life. Moments of um, forgiving each other, apologizing to each other, helping each other to grow in virtue, following Jesus, imitating Jesus, being guided by the Holy Spirit. That's what it's about. That's the spirituality of ordinary time. It's not always exciting. It's not always fireworks, but it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And it's the place where true holiness grows. True holiness to be like God, to be loving, to be filled with his grace. And we thank the Lord for that this day, the second Sunday of extraordinarily ordinary time. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Mm-hmm.